this mic working? I think it is. It's a new mic. So I'm not really sure if it's actually working tonight or not, but I think it is. All right. Hey everyone, my name is Derek and I am a dildo smith. I'm the creator of Amavidia and I make dildos every day. Yeah. I'm here to do weekly AMA Ask Me Anything, where I answer your questions about all things related to dildos, dildo making, or anything else that might come up. Boy, so here we are. I'm actually flying solo tonight. Um, normally, no, that way. George would be back over here someplace, uh, getting me set up with questions and fielding direct messages and all that kind of stuff. But she's off doing a show tonight uh, for Blackjack Rewrite Company. And um, I'll throw a, I think I threw a link in the Twitter earlier to uh, to their account. So uh, yeah, you might go back and check them out on Twitter and see how that works. It looks like Mike might be a little bit hot. So back that down. Yeah, I think we're there. All right. So, um, yeah, this week's been fun. Um, met with the landlord and uh, signed a lease on a new space. We're going from well, about 800 square feet to 1200 square feet. Uh, we just are running out of room. Uh, I had to hire on a, a, a part-time minion. So I'm up to two employees now and um, we've just been going crazy trying to keep up with everything. So uh, yeah, did that this week. Uh, we have been working on all of the uh, prototypes for the dual density toys as well. And um, those will be going out to the testing group. Mm, they'll probably ship out tomorrow. I think we've got everything board that we needed to this weekend. So we'll probably ship out everything on Monday. Um, they'll go out to uh, my focus group and uh, they'll be able to give me feedback and just let me know what they think. I'm pretty happy with them, but you know, my opinion doesn't always matter. Um, tonight's adult beverage is rum and coke. Um, I actually found a new rum. Canada Flora? Canada Flora? I think. I'm not quite sure. Um, the seven-year-old. It's actually kind of nice. I'm probably completely butchering it by mixing it with Coke, but eh, that's okay. Um, yeah, actually, I should mention I have new cameras. Well, I have one new camera. And I have a new mic which is my new mic. It's Yeti uh, Blue is the manufacturer. Yeti is the, uh, the model. It's the blackout edition, so it's all black. You know, that's just kind of fun. I think it's the old the teen goth in me that's coming out. But yeah. But I did get a new camera on this side. Um, I should probably do an episode sometime where I kind of go through the equipment that I use. I may actually do that tonight. I think I've got a way of sharing my display, so 
I can at least show you kind of what the what it looks like behind the scenes, what I see. So let's see what else. Um, hmm. I would be remiss if I never mentioned my website where you can find all of our toys and such. That would be www.amavidi.com. That's A-M-A-V-I-D-I.com or amavidi.etsy.com. Yeah, it wouldn't be a, a live stream if I didn't actually do a little plug every once in a while. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, this week got some new equipment. Um, you know, here I am running flying blind and uh, changed all my equipment and actually went through and changed all my scenes. So there's actually, there's some new backgrounds and stuff like that. The restructured thing so it's a little bit easier for me to, to put together new scenes. And what else? What else? Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of brings us back around. I think I mentioned earlier I'm going to ship out all of the uh, prototypes to my testers on Monday. Last week is when I did episode on the prototyping and focus group process. So if you're curious about that, you can go back to last episode. I am getting better about putting them up on YouTube after I've uh, had a chance to go back and edit out the intro and stuff like that. All right. So yeah, tonight, probably fairly quick. I mean, uh, not sure how much interest there is in tonight's topic, but if you do have questions, feel free to drop them in the chat or send me a direct message on Twitter and uh, that'll give me a chance to check them out and answer any questions that pop up. So yeah, tonight we're talking about uh, firmness and more specifically the, uh, the shore hardness scales. Um, some people say, think that there's only one door hardness scale. There's not, there's actually a series of them. There are probably four major ones, um, that are most likely to go up depending on which materials you're working with. And, uh, yeah, so... Firmness is very um, subjective term in terms of you know what you like, but you know the, sh the short hardness scales are actually a scientific way, reproducible way of measuring firmness. So you have the short hardness scales. Um, and the main ones that you're going to have, there are four major scales. There's the triple O series, the double O series, the A series, and then the D series. Now, if we're talking about dildos and we're talking about silicone toys, then we're primarily going to be in the double O, maybe in the A range, depending on models and things like that. But it is important to understand that the triple O range and the D range exist. So 
Um, I actually, I'm gonna, I'll bring up a picture here real quick in a minute. There's uh, an image that SmoothOn made and uh, I like it for a few reasons, but it, it, I think it's a little bit uh, distorted. I don't think it's completely accurate, my opinion. Um, I think they even admit that they probably didn't show the relationships between the different firmnesses as well as they could have. So let me see if I can, yeah, there we go. We will switch to the browser. Does my mic still work? Cool. All right. So this is the um, image that SmoothOn has put out. And you can see uh, Shore 00, Shore A, Shore D. And you can also see that each one of them goes from 0 to 100. And uh, that's kind of the way that you structure a the description, uh, the label, the the hardness that you're describing is that you have the category, um, which is or the scale, which in this case let's look at um, this one. Oops, if I can get that zoom back in. Yep. So like here we have a Shore A uh, pencil eraser. They have at 40. So you have an A40. That's probably not completely wrong. Um, it's, I think the pencil eraser is a little bit harder than um, an A40, but you know, it's, it's a good estimate. Uh, but that's what, that's how sure hardness scales are described in that you have a number following the scale that you're on. So 0030. A25, D68. Um, now, one of the things about this image is that, you know, it almost looks like you can do a uh, translation from the shore uh, 00 to shore A, and somewhere around here, about 45 ish, becomes a shore A0. And my my opinion, that's not quite accurate. Um, I have kind of reworked this a little bit. This is my own kind of edited version of this scale. In my experience, the A series, the crossover between the double O and the A series, um, the crossover between the A series and the double O series, is probably somewhere between 60 and 70. So a 0065-ish is about equivalent to a A0. And then, you know, from the A0, you can go up. Uh, that seems to be the crossover point in my experience. So, you know, if we go back to, to their picture, they have the crossover point. Again, they, they admit that this isn't as very accurate as far as a, the relationship between them. But um, they have the A0 down here closer to the 0040, well below 0050. And, you know, I just kind of tweaked it a little bit to, to be a little bit more accurate um, for this discussion. 
Um, I mean, that's kind of it. I don't know. It's it's pretty pretty simple topic. Um, you know, it's just how firm something is. Is well, maybe I could go into how it's determined. There are there are tools that have a plunger that comes down, and when that plunger meets the material and the way that it it pushes down into that the amount of resistance given to that plunger as it moves into the material is how the hardness is determined so um, you know it's it's not it's not rocket science um i think there's a bit of confusion sometimes um i should actually i should also say that you know I mean, I'm looking at this and it's completely obvious, but a, <clears throat> a 0020 is always going to be softer than a 0050. A A25 is always going to be softer than an A40. And the caveat that I have to give you there is in the same shape, because shape has an impact on how firm hard something feels. Now, if you take the same shape, this parabolica, if you take this and you uh, do it in a 0020 and a 0050, a 0050 will always feel firmer here. If you take something like this gibbous that has a, a narrower shaft than this because it's pretty pretty chunky here but this one again in this model a 0020 will always be softer than a 0050 however when you compare these to each other a 0030 in the parabolica would probably feel as firm as a 0050 in the gibbous. So it's the complication comes in when you have different shapes. And so, you know, you can't just say, I like 0020s or I like 0030s or I like A10s um, because unless those shapes are very, very similar, they're not going to feel like the same firmness. They're going to feel slightly firmer or softer depending on what you're comparing them to. So, um, yeah, I think that it's to me it's fairly simple in that the the nomenclature is fairly straightforward. Double O is always say Double O is almost always going to be softer than an A series, which is almost always going to be softer than a D series. If you go back to that list, like I said, that crossover point between the A and 00 series 
is somewhere right here, probably in the 60 to 70 range. Um, so if you had a 0080, it would probably feel firmer than an A0. So it's, I say it's not complicated. There's some fuzziness in there. Um, it's pretty easy to read. Just remember that double O is probably softer than an A and a smaller number is probably softer than a bigger number. Um, but you know, a double O 50 is going to be softer than an A 10, but, uh, is that clear as mud? Uh, it's it's kind of a weird topic for me because it's so second nature that it's hard for me to talk about it without skipping over a bunch of stuff. Um, so yeah, if, uh, if it makes sense, let me know if it doesn't hit me up and throw a question in the chat or send me a direct message and, uh, I'll take a look at it. Um, I think my, I think my chat reset, yeah, it did. Sometimes when I switch screens, the chat resets and I can't always, it doesn't always keep up with me. But let me go back through here a little bit. I think I've got, okay. Um, there was a question in the, or actually two questions in the direct messages here. Uh, how is the firmness of something determined? Um, and I just went over that. There's, maybe I can pull up a, a picture here. It's, it's kind of scientific and it's kind of, it's one of those things that's a, it's a standard. And so it's designed to be repeatable. And I think there's one. So here is the material that you're sampling and you're trying to determine what it is what the firmness is, what the, what the hardness of it is. And so there is a, a plunger that comes down and pushes into the material. And there's a spring and there is a measuring force that, uh, how do I put that? It is measuring the force with which it has to uh, the force that it has to use in order to get through a certain amount of resistance. And there's a, a correlation relationship there, but you can see that the, there's kind of this plunger down here that is deforming the material. Um, yeah. So it's, you put a sample under there, you, you put this thing on it and you know, it's kind of, um, stick it on there and it, there's a dial on it. It tells you what the firmness is. I don't know how to describe that any better. Um, oh, follow up. An example of something that is in the Shore D series. Um, here they have some examples like a car tire, a hard hat, a shopping wheel, etc. The sole of a, or a heel of a shoe. I have done, I do a lot of resin casting and the resins that I use are about somewhere in the D60 range. 
and I think they range from that D62 to that D68. And you wouldn't think there's much difference between them. You can feel, um, when you try to bend it, you can feel difference in resistance, the amount of strength that it takes to bend a D60 versus a D68. But uh, yeah, you know, the tread on your tires, on your car, um, is in the D series. Uh, hard plastics are in the D series. Um, if, if you've ever made plastic models, like model airplanes, things like that, uh, those are going to be in the D series, probably at the lower end of it. Mm, what else? Um, basically any of your plastics, uh, the things that you think of as plastic are going to be in the D series. Um, go back to, uh, skaters. Uh, we used to, the, the shop that I worked at, we sold skateboards, wheels, trucks, all of the stuff that you would need to build a custom board. And um, we used to we used to sort all of our wheels by hardness and they ranged from about a D50 to about a D70. Um, yeah, just, I totally forgot about that, but uh, we used to sort all of our wheels. We used to have categories of uh, soft, medium, and firm wheels for skateboards. And, um, oh man, I'm going back a ways there. Um, how do you choose your firmnesses? Personally, I kind of, based on the size of something, the girth of something, I can pretty much say that if this were any firmer than an A10, it would probably be uncomfortable. And so, um, I probably wouldn't do this in an A25, but you know, the way it has this curve on it and it's, a, uh, it's not, doesn't have a big chonky base. Um, if it were in a 0020 or 0030, it's going to want to kind of flop over a little bit more. Technically, actually, this is actually a pretty good example. These two are actually the same material. And you can see the, the difference in how the gibbous just wants to wobble and flop. But the, the parabolica, on the other hand, let's see, there's another way of kind of doing it. Yeah, can I do it? There we go. Um, you know, the, the parabolica is fairly stiff. Well, the gibbous is pretty floppy, but these are actually same materials. It's purely down to the size. And so, you know, gibbous, I think if it were softer than um, a, if it were softer than a 0050, um, then I think it would be too soft. I think that because of the texture on it, then I should probably bring this up, make it a little bit bigger. There we go. Because of the texture on it, 
if it were much firmer than say an A10 or an A25, then it would uh, probably be a little too aggressive. Now I have had people order this, and, you know, you can see the texture on it. I have had people order this in an A40 and you know, it's just what they wanted uh, for the type of play that they were doing. Now, you know, this in a A25 is actually you know, a little bit firm, I think, but if you're using it as a texture toy, uh, not necessarily for penetration, but more external stimulation, then um, I think uh, A25 could be could be useful there. So how do I choose my firmnesses? Um, I go with my gut to start with, and then from there I'll tweak up and down depending on what um, what I think it needs. So yeah. Uh, checking direct messages. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I did an example of the uh, of something in the Shore D series. Uh, those are the hard plastics, those um, skateboard wheels, and things like that. What is something in the Triple O series? Okay. Um, okay. Triple O is super squishy. Okay. It's actually sticky. That's why you don't really see it used very much. It is used more in special effects, uh, prosthetics, things like that, where um, a couple of places I've seen it used uh, in surgical um, simulators. I've seen it used uh, to, to re represent fat. And so, I mean, that kind of gives you a sense of just how squishy it is. Um, I've seen it used as uh, like slimy prosthetics in special effects. Um, as for an example of what it, something in the, uh, it's hard for me to, if you got kind of spot of, you know, loose skin, that is probably pretty close to kind okay. of, just squish it on some loose skin there. That's probably close to the Triple O series. Bread dough. I think bread dough would be a pretty good example of something that could be in the the Triple O series. Triple uh, O is just so squishy, so soft that it's just not very common. There are some very specific and some very niche professions that it's used in, like I said, surgical simulators and movie special effects, things like that, um, especially horror movies. Um, they kind of go for that squishy. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I think special effects. I'm thinking of like guts just splatting against something. That's kind of the, uh, the firmness that we're talking about in the Triple O series. So, yeah, uh, hopefully I didn't gross everybody out with that one, but, uh, yeah. All right. Was there anything else? Um, 
I'm gonna have to come back and read that in a second. But oh, um, I mentioned earlier we're doing the dual density prototypes and we're sending those out this week. Uh, we are sending those to all of our patrons as well. If you're on the Flourish level or um, actually if you're on the Flourish level, either US or international, we're gonna be sending out dual density toys this month. Um, so actually if you want in on the Patreon, uh, as long as you get in before the end of the month, we'll send out a dual density toy for you. But after uh, March 30, 31st, there's 31 days in March. After the 31st, uh, we'll be into April and we'll be switching gears. And, uh, but yeah, we're just doing it for the month of March. Mm. All right. Here's a question here. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to get to it just yet. I think it's going to be, um, I will, I will follow up on that with a direct message, but, um, not something I want to get into this evening. So, um, let me see if I can share something. Let's see. Yeah, there we go. This is actually the screen that I see. And you'll have to kind of forgive the, the infinite loop that's happening here because I'm displaying the screen that I'm displaying the screen on that's displaying the screen. Anyway, infinite loop is happening back there. But... Um, this is what I see. Um, sometimes I actually do switch to what's called studio mode. And so I'll have my notes over here and then the upcoming screen here. And then over here is what actually people see. Um, we'll turn off studio mode and you know, down here, these are all of my scenes. Um, so I have my uh, pre-roll. Um, actually, if I go back to studio mode, and can I do this? I don't know. I'll try. I go studio mode. There we go. So you know, over here on the right, this is what would be going out to the public. And meanwhile, over here on the left, this is kind of what I'm planning on bringing up. Um, but we'll kick back out of studio mode. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fairly simple. I, at least I try to keep it fairly simple. I have my notes over here. So anything that I want to talk about goes over here and you can see, I've got my scripts and stuff. There are a few things that are scripted, but most of it's pretty free form. Um, let me see if. Yeah, I think I can bring that on. Maybe you can see this. Um, this is my audio panel. And so this has my different audio inputs, which over here on the left, this first column is uh, the mic that I use. This is the, the Blue Yeti. Um, then I have a second mic setup that is for the Snowball. I don't use these three right now, 
this one is a virtual audio. It goes out, that's the music, that's the Spotify. And then I have my desktop sounds if I ever want to share those and my Zoom. Um, and then these are the outputs. So it's kind of, it's a little bit complicated, but not really. And that, so if you look over here on my mic, over here on the far left, you can see that uh, and down, um, but you can also change, you can turn these on and off. And that tells the software where to send this signal. So this signal is only going to be one. B1 is over here on the right hand side. It's the third from the right and where it says my mic. That's where this sound, the microphone, comes in and then goes out to B1, which goes out there. Now the music goes out to A2, A4, and B2. B2 is my music for this, the, the stream. A2 and A4 are headphones. So if I'm using uh, earbuds or something like that to monitor the music, then I hear it through A2 and A4. And then when I have Zoom on, and this is the sound from my guests on Zoom, it goes out on B3, which is out here on this. Um, each one of these has an EQ and we can mute them. Let's see, I think I can, there's the mute the music and could mute me, but there wouldn't be really be a point to that. Um, but you know, that's my audio software. Um, this is the, the video. Uh, as far as hardware goes, I have a, this camera is a GoPro. And then this camera is a Logitech C922 Pro. So I actually have two different camera sources. Um, I actually have another, have another webcam here that I need to go back and see if I can figure out something to do with it. So yeah, um, I mean, that's kind of a quick behind the scenes. I should probably do a, an episode, kind of a real behind the scenes of how I do all of this. It's really, I try to keep it as simple as possible, but yeah. All right. I'll see if there are any other questions. If not, I am going to wrap it up and get myself out of here. And, uh, oh yeah, again, my chat reset. So that's a little bit annoying. All right. Anyway, I am done for the evening and we will do this again next week. Thanks everybody. Bye.